Welcome back to Amazing Grace here on Coast Access Radio. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Welcome to Amazing Grace for another week. I pray you will be blessed by our program today. My name is Warren, and uh, if you have a question for us or would like to make a comment on something that I've said, or maybe that I didn't say, you can contact us. Um, we also want to start giving away some uh, free giveaways, some resources. Uh, the book I'll be reading from today. Uh, which is entitled The Desire of Ages, which is about the life of Jesus. Uh, we'd be happy to post that to you. Uh, we also have some other resources, but um, um, I will share with you later on in our programs uh, about that. Uh, now, you can contact me uh, on 027-229-6624. That's 027-229-6624. Or you can contact us on triple nine amazing grace at gmail.com so that's nine 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 amazing grace and amazing grace is only one g at gmail.com all right friends um let's just start our program today with prayer father in heaven we thank you lord for this opportunity just to share uh, about your love with the people here in the manawatu uh, we pray, Lord, for your blessing upon uh, the time today, and uh, we pray for those that are listening that the Holy Spirit will enable them to understand what is being shared today. And so we just pray, Lord, for your presence and your blessing, asking this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, friends, um, you know, the nature of God is very much misunderstood in the world that we live in. Um, you know, most people think that um, that God is either not all powerful, or He's not all loving. Because if He was loving and He was all powerful, there would be no there would be no death, no sorrow in this world. But most people that would think that don't understand the great controversy, the great controversy between God and Satan. Okay? Satan rebelled against God, and he accused God of not being loving God. Okay. So God has done everything he can to prove that he is loving and the greatest thing that he ever did to prove that was that he sent his son into the world. But you might think in your own life, um, you know, my wife or my spouse has cancer or my child has leukemia or somebody's killed in a car accident. You know, a lot of people in those difficult times ask, where is God? Where is God? And it's a good question. Where is he? You see, God doesn't make these things happen. But God does allow things to happen for a purpose. And there's a wonderful verse in the Bible that is in Romans 8.28 that says, All things work together for good for those that love the Lord. So for those that believe and follow the Lord, Everything works for good. It's not saying that everything is good, but everything works for good. So even the bad things in life work for good. You know, you may not be able to see them at the time, and I've been through some some dark days in my life as a Christian, not being un- able to understand God and why he allowed things to happen. But further down the track, there became 
clear why God had allowed these things to happen. So, what happens if you don't believe in God? Well, friends, if the Bible promises that if you take one step towards God, that he will, that he will come to you. And so I would like to encourage you, um, you know, if you're not sure about God, just, you know, because for me, that this is what happened. You know, I, I said one day to a man, I said I wasn't sure if God was real or not. And he said to me, well, I tell you what, he said, why don't you read the book of John in the Bible? And he said, before you read a chapter, and he encouraged me to read a chapter a day, and he said, before you do that, ask God to reveal himself to you. Well, I thought, well, yeah, it's a simple test. Why not? Um, I'd grown up as a Christian when I was a boy. I was familiar with the Bible. So I picked up the Bible each morning and read a chapter. Um, and before I did that, I prayed, Lord, um, <clears throat> would you reveal yourself to me? And I think it was by about day 8, 9, 10, I really started to feel there was something different was happening in my life. And I couldn't describe it, but... I started to have this peace that I'd never experienced in my life ever before. I started to have this joy that I'd never experienced before. And I knew something was happening. And so I continued to read. By the time I got to the end of the book of John, I was convinced of God's presence in my life and I've never looked back from that day to this. And while I didn't always understand God early when I started following him, I did see enough in my life to know that God was real and that God loved me. He cared for me and uh, he had a purpose for my life. And that's something that, that people who don't believe in God cannot really answer. The three questions that we all need to answer at some stage in our life is, Number one, where did I come from? And that means not just, you know, from my mother, but where did I come from? Where do we all come from? Two, what is the purpose of my life? And three, what's going to happen when I die? Now, those three very important questions, and most people never really think about them. They go through life just living one day after the other, but not really planning for eternity. And so... Um, I would just like to share um, some thoughts with you about how much God loves you. And I mentioned, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16, probably the most famous Bible verse. The Apostle Paul tells us that God's character has been misunderstood and misinterpreted since the beginning of the world. People knew something about him once, but they didn't glorify him as God. As a result, they became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into the image made like a corruptible man, and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. It is possible for us in our minds to change God into something other than he really is. Even if we don't bow down to idols of wood and stone, if we don't have a proper understanding of his character, then we'll be worshipping a false god. We understand that the last rays of merciful light, the last message of mercy to be given to the world, is a revelation of his character of love. Unless we know what God is really like, we won't be able to reveal him to the rest of the world. Jesus came to demonstrate to the world that what the Father is really like. One day Jesus and his disciples passed a blind man. The disciples asked, Master, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Their question was based on the common concept of God and evil. The people of Christ's day believed that disease and death were God's arbitrary punishment for wrongdoing, either by the sufferer himself or by his parents. Because of this, the suffering person had the additional burden of being considered a great sinner. Jesus corrected this error by explaining that sickness and pain are caused by Satan. 
But one of the devil's cleverer traps is to project his own attributes onto God. And as a result, millions of people throughout the centuries have blamed God for suffering, sickness, and death. John 3.16 and 17 tell us that God loved the world enough to send his own Son to redeem us. He sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him, through Christ, that is, might be saved. And that's the gospel, friends. You know, if you take one step towards the Savior, my friend, your life will never be the same again. And how can I be so sure of that? Because that's what happened to me. I wasn't sure if God existed, and I challenged God. In fact, I met a guy from Vietnam um, who became a Christian. He used to worship his dead ancestors. And one day he walked outside and said, God, if you exist, show yourself to me. Within six months, that man was a Christian, and now his family are Christians. God did demonstrate himself in that man's life, and he will do that in your life too if you will give him a chance. And so that is my prayer that you do that today, friends. When I see my brother stumble and all his dreams crumble, let me be there, for I too fail. And when I see his heart breaking from a wrong turn he's taking, let me be there, for I remember well. I want to spend my life mending broken people. I want to spend my life removing pain. Lord, A life that's broken Lord, give me words That should be spoken For I Well remember the pain And when I see Teardrops falling, Lord Remind me of my calling help me restore their faith in you I want to spend my life mending broken people I want to spend my I want to spend my life Mending broken people I want to spend my life Mending broken people
listening to Amazing Grace here on Coast Access Radio. All right, we've come to that time. It's the health tip of the week, and um, obviously the health tip is going to be taken by me because at the moment um, we're only allowed um, one in the studio. Anyhow, um, the health tip of the week is, remember we looked at a an acronym which was called New Start. Okay, and we just looked at basically all of them very quickly last week. But this week we're going to look at nutrition. Ten reasons to eat a healthier diet. Now, you know, not not all food is the same. Okay, now you can fill up with a a pie perhaps. um, And, you know, sometimes you don't have time for much more than that. Uh, Sometimes it's easy just to grab a pie on the run. But it can become a habit to grab a pie. And the thing is, eating a pie or having something else more nutritious, uh, there's a huge difference. And nothing wrong with with, with having uh, the odd treat or um, having a food that's obviously easy to eat on the run. However, not all foods are the same. And while they might fill you up, you will get very little nutrition from eating a meat pie. Okay, you will get something, it will fill you up, you will not feel hungry, um, but it will not give you what you need. And so let's just have a look at 10 reasons to eat a healthier diet, well, to, to actually eat foods that, have, uh, that, are, that are high in nutrition. Okay, eating a healthy, balanced diet doesn't need to be complicated or restrictive. Start by choosing a variety of foods from all the major food groups, including fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, dairy products, grains, cereals, and good oils and fats. Cut back on the less nutritious, high-fat processed foods. This didn't say eliminate. We didn't say eliminate them completely, but cut back. Okay. Um, Sometimes... People try to go 100% from day one. Well, that's actually quite difficult, and you you will find that you find that will find that's very difficult. So, so what what I and and what most people would um, would say is that slowly but surely um, remove some of the less nutritious food and add more nu- nutritious food. Okay. Now, one of the important reasons is you may not realize, but if you're eating more healthy foods, you're going to lose weight. Okay? Now, you might not need to lose weight, and and this is a, a also a fallacy. Sometimes people are slim, uh, but they're not healthy, and they just have a metabolism, or maybe they do lots of exercise. But anyway, they are able to burn all the fat on their body, and so they have very little fat. But that doesn't mean to say that they're healthy. But most people are overweight, and it may only be by a few kilos, but it could be by a lot more than that. So if you eat food with plenty of nutrition, you will find that you will lose weight. Um, Eating healthy diet that includes a lot of fresh, nutrition-dense fruits and vegetables, high-fiber whole grains and legumes, and lean protein sources will help you lose weight. At the same time, you will feel satisfied and give your body the nutrition it needs. Okay, now, now there are there are some people also that uh, need to gain weight. Um, you know, they may have been sick, or you know, they may have not been well. Um, and eating the right foods can help you uh, to gain weight. But remember, you see, you can eat food, but not all food is equal. Choosing healthful, energy-dense foods like nuts, seeds, and dried fruit can really help you gain weight without resorting to foods that offer calories but no or little nutrition. Okay. And a lot of people don't realize that you can eat some foods and you can be actually eating nothing. It fills you up and it gives you almost almost zero nutrition. Um, it's like if you buy vegetables and you leave vegetables in the in the fridge, um, even if it is in the veggie bin, if you leave them in there for a week or so, there'll be very little nutrition left in them. Um, 
you know, sometimes you're actually better to buy frozen because they've been frozen when they're fresh and uh, when they're thawed and cooked, um, they have lost very little of their nutrition, nutritional value. Okay, the other, the other thing that's good about eating food with plenty of um, nutrition is that it reduces the risk of type 2 diabetes, and a lot of people today have type 2 diabetes. Okay, some people have type 1, and some people are born with that or can develop it. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's sad if it happens, but type 2 is completely reversible. You can have, already have type 2 diabetes, and it is reversible if you change your diet. Um, and by the same token, always better um, to prevent something than to cure you. So um, important to eat foods that have good nutrition um, so that it helps us not to um, develop type 2 diabetes. Four, improved heart health. A diet of rich in fish, nuts, fruits, grains and veggies such as a Mediterranean style diet provides your body with omega-3 fatty acids and monounsaturated fats that are good for your heart. This type of diet can also make it easier to avoid trans fats, which are the bad ones, which are associated with cardiovascular disease. Okay, well, let me just um, mention a few good fats. Avocado, for example, is a great fat. Um, Olive oil. Um, but again, you know, temperance don't have too much olive oil. But some olive oil, um, that's fat. Uh, avocado is fat, but it's a very good fat. Um, but, you know, basically a Mediterranean diet um, is, is a diet um, that will really give you lots of nutrition and um, will really help your health. It will also help reduce the risk of cancer. Now, some people, it's in their genes, it's much easier for some people to get cancer than others. You know, some people could just about drink and smoke their whole life and they still live to 100. It seems rather unfair uh, where another person can actually have a healthy diet and uh, at 30 or 40 they've got cancer. Um, does seem very, very unfair, but, but there is a lot in the genes, uh, but also... You are lessening the risk of getting cancer. Now, we can't say that you won't get cancer, but what we say is your chances are less of getting cancer should you eat a diet that has lots of nutrition in it. And we've been telling you about what sort of um, foods you can get and and, uh, lots of fruit and vegetables. Also... um, Oily fish like salmon um, is is a type of fish that has the omega-3. Uh, nuts, fruits, grains and veggies. Those are the things that will really help you reduce the risk of cancer. The other thing is that um, eating a, a balanced diet helps to save money. Um, eating a healthful, balanced diet can provide you with all the essential vitamins and minerals you need each day and may eliminate the need to buy dietary supplements. While it's usually okay to take a multivitamin to ensure an adequate intake, it may not actually be doing anything to improve your health. Research is inconclusive about the benefits of supplements and indicates there are far more health benefits associated with simple eating a variety of healthful foods. Okay, we have more energy when we eat a good diet. We have a healthy breakfast. Important, I know some people don't feel like it, but I tell you, you will do much better. I know I've eaten, when I eat a good breakfast, I don't feel hungry again till about 12, 1 o'clock. And so I always have a good breakfast, a hearty breakfast. um, And... You know, there's many good breakfast cereals. Don't buy the ones that are full of sugar. Um, but, you know, there are plenty of good breakfast cereals. Um, some good toast that's high in dietary fiber. Um, and, you know, some good spreads like, you know, um, 
avocado is a good one. Um, I put avocado on marmite. May, you may not like that, but um, you know, jam um, is a good is a good spread. Um, and you know, whatever you find that you like, um, but something that that's that's got plenty of nutrients in it, and you'll find that you will have more energy and be able to do more in the day. Okay, um, improved digestion. Um, when we eat more fiber, and really important to eat more fiber. In fact, this is not talked about enough. And, and after I've done the New Start acronym, I'm actually going to talk a lot, a lot about dietary fiber. Um, because my mother-in-law, uh, a number of years ago, got um, bowel cancer, and she she had never eaten meat, not since she was about twenty, and uh, I think at that stage she was about in her late sixties. She might even been seventy. Anyway, um, she had an operation, and um, yeah, she it was they got it early, and uh, she she was able to overcome that. But the doctor told her, because I was there when he told her, and, and my father-in-law was complaining. He said, oh, that's not fair. You know, we, we don't eat meat. And the doctor said, well, what do you eat? And my father-in-law told him, and he said, oh, yeah, you don't eat anything with fiber in it. You eat all processed foods. And that's another issue. If we eat all processed foods, okay, I know a lot of people work hard and they come home um, and don't have a lot of time to prepare. But if you're going to... Eat all processed foods, you're going to get very little dietary fiber. And dietary fiber is what keeps us regular. Um, and it's so important. We need 24 grams of dietary fiber every day. And I can tell you that most people would be lucky to get four or four or five grams if they're lucky. Um, and yet, if we did, if we have more dietary fiber, um, for example, uh, will help with constipation, for example, and it also helps with diarrhea. Uh, both ways it helps. Uh, so dietary fiber is so important, and dietary fiber comes from uh, fruits, vegetables, nuts, whole grains, um, legumes like, and we're talking about like chickpeas and kidney beans and, and all of those types of beans. Um, really important and so having a high nutritious diet is so important remember not all foods are equal foods that and you know when you buy anything these days it actually tells you what's what's in it you know uh, in the old days you know you had to guess whether this is healthy or not well we can know today because it tells us if it's got any dietary fiber it tells us how much sugar is in it um you know i'm not going to bash sugar today but but sh- a small amount of sugar is okay but that unfortunately most people don't have uh, a, sm- a small amount of sugar okay so that's our our rather perhaps a long um Tip of the week this week. Um, so I encourage you to have a more nutritious, healthy diet, eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, lots of beans, lots of nuts, and um, you will find that this will really help your diet. Started for the kingdom since my life he controls I gave my heart to Jesus the longer I Longer I serve him, the sweet. 
Various grace He bestows Every day By way Gets brighter The longer I serve Him The sweeter He grows The longer I serve Him The sweeter He grows The more that I love Him More love He bestows Each day is like heaven My heart Overflows the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Sing the song. You're listening to Amazing Grace here on Coast Access Radio. The patience of God. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Luke 23:34. One day, centuries ago, Jesus was in close conversation with the Father. The angels looked on. The air was heavy with suspense. Everyone was wondering how God's original plan had gone so wrong after sin entered, and they were wondering what God would do to complete the plan. After a long time, Jesus came from that close communion with his Father, and it was revealed that he had offered himself to die in man's place. God gave all heaven his own Son. He couldn't have given anything more. Here you see God and Jesus together in one purpose. They're together in this great plan of redemption. God's character is best revealed by Jesus and how Jesus related to sinners when he was on this earth. He gave the Jews mercy time and time again. They had turned to God. Sorry, they had turned God down earlier, killing the prophets and stoning those who had been sent to help them. Finally, God sent his son Jesus in person as the greatest manifestation of himself. Give them another opportunity. What a demonstration of his mercy. If we had been if we had been on the cross with evil men mocking us, would we have said bring on twelve legions of angels, bring on bring them on, we'll deal with these people, but instead Jesus uttered the pardoning words. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Even after the cross, God's patience wasn't over. After the nation was rejected, he continued to plead with individuals. The Shekinah glory was removed from the temple. But God sent the disciples, first of all, to Jerusalem, to the place where Jesus had issued the words of doom. Your house is left unto you desolate. During all the missionary journeys of the apostles, the Jewish people were included year after year. As Stephen was stoned to death by an angry mob, the Holy Spirit came upon him and prayed, and he prayed, forgive them. Don't give up on them just yet. Don't let this story rest simply with the people in Christ's day. Apply it to your life today, to your family, to those that you have been praying for. His call of mercy and love continues today to every person, to every heart. You know, Jesus said, with God all things are possible. You know, Satan tries to dull in our mind that praying for some people is just a waste of time. But that's untrue. Um, I can think of great men, and I think of one of the greatest prayers of, of the Christian 
dispensation, I think, of George Mueller. He prayed for five people every day. And when he died, only four of them came to the Lord. But did you know that after he died, the fifth and last one came to the Lord? I know a family whose parents became Christians. Their parent, uh, the, the parents became Christians. They had 11 children, and uh, they, they took them all to church. But over the years, they, they drifted away, and only one of them remained. And the parents prayed for their children for their whole life, and finally they passed away with only one child being with the Lord. But today, friends of that family, only one of them is not with the Lord. Isn't that truly amazing? The prayers of those parents for their children, even though they have gone, those prayers still linger on. The Bible says, or in fact Jesus said, with God all things are possible. is heavy laden Feeling like the joy is fading Just come Come Believing everything I told you Here are arms that long to hold you Just come Behind the mask you're hiding Here is someone to confide in I know what you've done Come Tell me everything you're hoping The Father loves a heart that's open Just come Why didn't I so you Try to save yourself I know who you are Don't try to be somebody else Come Believe in everything I told you Here are arms that long to hold you Just come Coming to the joy of living Knowing that your sin's forgiven Just come Why didn't I so you could try to save yourself you are, don't try to be somebody else. Come, when your heart is heavy laden, feeling like the joy is faded, won't you come? Come, come into the joy of living. Knowing that your sin's forgiven Just You're listening to Amazing Grace here on Coast Access Radio. It's a beautiful song and <clears throat> just entitled Come. It's what Jesus says to each one of us. Just come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. 
I will love you. Just come to me. Take one step towards me. That's all you have to do, friends. One step towards the Saviour. Okay, in our last segment today, we're going to read from the book called The Desire of Ages, and this is the book that we are offering to give away. Um, it's a book that's on the life of Jesus and bringing out some really strong spiritual thoughts. And last week we, we read from chapter 36, or we started at least, called The Touch of Faith, and it was about the Pharisee named Jairus, whose daughter, uh, Talitha, had, um, who was very sick, um, but she had passed away. And uh, Jesus came to the house and he raised her to life. Um, but while he was actually on the way, and this is where we pick up, um, a woman who had been suffering touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And let's, so let's just read on this. On the way to the ruler's house, Jesus had met in the crowd a poor woman who for 12 years had suffered from a disease that made her life a burden. She had spent all her means upon physicians and remedies, only to be pronounced incurable. But her hopes revived when she heard of the cures that Christ had performed. She felt assured that if she could only go to him, she would be healed. In weakness and suffering, she came to the seaside where he was teaching and tried to press through the crowd, but in vain. Again, she followed him from the house of Levi Matthew, but was still unable to reach him. She had begun to despair when, in making his way through the multitude, he came near where she was. The golden opportunity had come. She was in the presence of the great physician. But amid the confusion, she could not speak to him, nor catch more than a passing glimpse of his figure. Fearful of losing her one chance of relief, she pressed forward, saying to herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. As he was passing, she reached forward and succeeded in barely touching the border of his garment. But in that moment, she knew that she was healed. In that one touch was concentrated her faith of her life, and instantly her pain and feebleness gave place to vigor of perfect health. With a grateful heart, she then tried to withdraw from the crowd, but suddenly Jesus stopped, and the people halted with him. He turned and, looking about, asked in a voice distinctly heard above the confusion of the multitude, Who touched me? The people answered this query with a look of amazement, jostled upon all sides and rudely pressed hither and thither. As he was, it seemed a strange inquiry. Peter, ever ready to speak, said, Master, the multitude throng thee and press thee, and saith, Thou who touched me? Jesus answered, Someone hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. The Saviour could distinguish the touch of faith from the casual contact of a careless throng. Such trust should not be passed without comment. He would speak to the humble woman words of comfort that would be to her a wellspring of joy, words that would be a blessing to his followers to the close of time. Looking forward, sorry, looking towards the woman, Jesus insisted on knowing that who had touched him. Finding concealment vain, she came forward trembling and cast herself at his feet. With grateful tears, she told the story of her suffering and how she had found relief. Jesus gently said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. Go. And peace. He gave no opportunity for superstition to claim healing virtue for the mere act of touching his garments. It was not through the outward contact with him, 
but through the faith which took hold of his divine power that the cure was wrought. <coughs> Excuse me. The wondering crowd that had pressed close about Christ realized no accession of vital power. But when the suffering woman put forth her hand to touch him, believing that she would be made whole, she felt healing virtue. So in spiritual things. To talk of religion in a casual way, to pray without soul hunger and living faith avails nothing. A nominal faith in Christ which accepts him merely as the saviour of the world can bring healing can bring healing to the soul. The faith that is unto salvation is not a mere intellectual assent to the truth. He who waits for an entire knowledge before he will exercise faith cannot receive blessings from God. It is not enough to believe about Christ, we must believe in him. The only faith that will benefit us is that which embraces him as a personal saviour, which appropriates his merits to ourselves. Many hold faith as an opinion. Saving faith is a transaction by which those who receive Christ join themselves in the covenant relationship with God. Genuine faith is life. A living faith means an increase of vigor, a confiding trust by which the soul becomes a conquering power. After healing the woman, Jesus decided desired her to acknowledge the blessing that she had received. The gifts which the gospel offers are not to be secured by stealth or enjoyed in secret. So the Lord calls upon us for confession of his goodness. Ye are my witnesses, said the Lord, that I am God. Isaiah 43.12 Our confession of his faithfulness is heaven's chosen agent for revealing Christ to the world. We are to acknowledge his grace as made known through the holy men of old. But that which will be most effectual is the testimony of our own experience. We are witnesses for God as we reveal in ourselves the working of a power that is divine. Every individual has a life distinct from all others and an experience differing essential from theirs. God desires that our praise shall ascend to him, marked by our own individuality. These precious acknowledgments to the praise of the glory of his grace, when supported by a Christ-like life, have an irresistible power that works for the salvation of souls. When the ten lepers came to Jesus for healing, he bade them go and show themselves to the priest. On the way they were cleansed, but only one of them returned to give him glory. The others went their way, forgetting him who had made them whole. How many are still doing the same thing? The Lord works continually to benefit mankind. He is ever imparting his bounties. He raises up the sick from their beds of languishing. He delivers men from peril which they cannot see. He commissions heavenly angels to save them from calamity, to guard them from the pestilence that walketh in darkness, and from the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Psalms 91.6 But their hearts are unimpressed. He has given all the riches of heaven to redeem them, and yet they are unmindful of his great love. By their ingratitude, they close their hearts against the grace of God. Like the heath in the desert, they know not when the good cometh, and their souls inhabit the parched places of the wilderness. It is for our own benefit to keep every gift of God fresh in our memory. Thus faith is strengthened to claim and to receive more and more. There is greater encouragement for us in the least blessings we ourselves receive from God, then in all the accounts we can read of the faith and experience of others. The soul that responds to the grace of God shall be like a watered garden. His health shall spring forth speedily. His light shall rise in obscurity, and the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon him. Let us remember that the loving kindness of the Lord and the multitude of his tender mercies. Like the people of Israel, let us 
set up our stones of, of witness and inscribe upon them the precious story of what God has wrought for us. And as we review his dealings with us in our pilgrimage, let us, out of our hearts melted with gratitude, declare, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits towards me? I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Psalms 116, 12 to 14. So important to be grateful. And when we realize what God has actually done for us, then we can be grateful. And um, But many people pray and when God answers them, they are happy for a moment, but then they forget and they go on with life. So important to, to thank God for what he does in our lives. All right, friends, we've uh, we've come to the end of our time together today. It always goes far too quickly, but anyway, um, we would just I would just like to finish with prayer. So um, I just invite you to to um, just bow your head where you are as I pray. Father in heaven, uh, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to uh, to share here with the people in the Manawa, Greater Manawatu, and just pray, Lord, for your blessing upon upon them. Uh, Father, we we thank you that um, your Son Jesus Christ came into this world, and that He died that all may be saved, and that if we just take one step towards you, that you will take many steps towards us. Father, may we too find out if you are real or not by reading your Word and inviting you into our hearts. You've promised that uh, if we come to you, that you will take our burdens and our troubles and you will give us peace and joy and a life forevermore. And so, Father, we just thank you and praise you, asking this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, friends, uh, as we come to the end of our time together, um, from all of us here at Amazing Grace, we pray that you will grow grow in grace. May the love of the Father... The grace of the Lord Jesus and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Amazing Grace on Coast Access Radio, 104.7 FM. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.